makes all the difference, doesn't it? Stand, please, shake hands with those around you. Let them know you're glad to see them here in the Lord's house this evening. Right, so good to see each of you this evening. Just a few announcements. Fish fry coming up May 6th at 6 o'clock. Uh, May 6th at 6 o'clock. And again, the sign-up sheet is in the vestibule. Uh, so seniors, if you'll stop by and get signed up for that, so we'll know how many to prepare for. Vacation Bible School is in June, the third week of June, uh, third full week of June, June 20th through the 22nd, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. If um, you haven't scheduled off of work already, go ahead and, and do that, driver, so you can at least get off in a little bit of uh, time to get the young people picked up. Uh, that would be a real blessing there. And then teen camp, July 11th through the 15th. And that I know these are summertime events, uh, but that will be here before you know it. Um, seems like the older we get, the faster the time goes, doesn't it? And then uh, our next Bible reading uh, schedule has been, it's printed and it's in the vestibule in the back and also in the front. Uh, we begin the Minor Prophets on, uh, on Monday, tomorrow. Uh, you'll enjoy that reading. Good to see you this evening. Let's take our hymn books out. Turn to hymn number 336. Hymn number 336. And please stand and join me in singing in the chorus. And we'll sing it twice. They that wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not wait 
upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Thank you. You may be seated. Would you come? Remember, Ms. Pat Cody, tomorrow she'll be having open heart surgery, and that'll be at the Lakeland Hospital. We don't know the time, so I just throughout the day when you think about it, uh, say a prayer for her and also for Brother Cody. And um, I think that was the only only prayer request we had there. Uh, of course, Ron and Carol, we've already been praying for them now for a good while because of cancer that they'll be getting treatment for in the near future. So uh, continue to pray for them. Also, um, it was good to see uh, Casey was able to be here this morning, and we're glad to, glad to see her. And she looked like she was doing good, doing very good. So we thank the Lord for that. All right, let's bow our heads and look to the Lord in prayer and ask his blessings on the offering and on the service tonight. Uh, Brother Smith, would you lead us in prayer? Amen. the blood. 
cross I see nothing but the blood of Jesus for my cleansing this my plea nothing but the blood of Jesus down here with the parents he's he's a grandpa and a and a daddy got he's got babies grandkids and also his own are you doing your uh, Alyssa tonight (laughs) all right I know these babies don't understand um the message, so we're preaching to the parents, parents here tonight, but this is really for everybody. <clears throat> I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 22, Genesis 22. This is, this is a service where we're, we're calling a baby dedication service, it's where the parents are giving their children back to God, their babies back to God. Sometimes uh, they might be a little older. James is a little older. How old is James? Four. Four. And um, so we have some several babies and then a toddler here tonight. And, uh, well, he's really beyond toddling, isn't he? He's, he's, he's a prize fighter from what, I've understood, what I understand. <clears throat> but... Um, we're giving our children back to God, baby dedication. Have you ever given your children back to God? I know some of you parents are saying, I'd like to give them back, but I'm afraid God wouldn't take them. <laughs> Besides that, I lost my receipt. <laughs> well, I'm
Well, I'm not suggesting you return your kids to God and try to get your money back, but <clears throat> when I ask you if you've given, or given your children back to God, what I'm, what I'm asking you is, have you really recognized your children as a precious gift from the Lord and that they ultimately belong to God first? And have you released ownership of your children to him, understanding that God is responsible for the way in which they were designed? He already knows the plan and purpose for the future. And have you realized that God has left it up to you to show them his way? There are many examples in the Bible of parents who brought their children to God and gave them back to God. I think the classic example is Hannah bringing her son Samuel, the son for whom she'd prayed, and presenting, uh, presenting him to God and handing him over to Elijah, uh, Elijah, Eli, the priest. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27, 28, it says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. But the, but the example of a, of a parent surrendering his child to God that I want to read about today is about Abraham offering Isaac. I know Isaac was not a baby. I know at this point he's, he's uh, maybe in his latter teens, maybe even early, early 20s. He's a young man now. But uh, the principles that, that we learn from this, this um uh, Abraham giving his son uh, to God, I think that they're apropos for us here today. So I want us to look at Genesis 22 and see what God would have to say to us about giving your children back to God. And we'll begin reading in verse 1, read uh, down through verse 13. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey. I can't say that other word. My mama would have whipped me if I did. And took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and cleaved the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto these young men, Abide ye, a young men, abide ye here with the donkey, and I'll and the lad will go up yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Let not thine hand, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither 
do thou anything unto him, for I, now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Now Abraham literally, totally, gave Isaac back to God. That had to be hard and painful for him. I, as I was reading this again, uh, I noticed uh, that it says that Abraham and uh, they got up early in the morning. I mean, a Abraham was not trying to put it off or anything. He, he immediately began to make preparation to, to give Isaac back to God. That had to be hard. I, I would hate to have to give one of my children like that, wouldn't you? I'd hate to have to give them in, you know, giving their life uh, uh, like that. But, and the Bible tells us there in verse 2 that, that Abraham loved Isaac. And God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and sacrifice him. Isaac had been a miracle baby. You remember he was born when Sarah was 90 years old and Abraham was 100 years old. And I've often uh, thought about in this, uh, you know, try to put myself in Abraham's place. It had to be very painful for Abraham to strap his son on an altar and a stack of wood and raise a knife to slash open that boy's body and, and then to cremate the body, burn that body, and then watch the boy literally disintegrate into a pile of ashes. But do you know the best thing Abraham ever did for Isaac was to tie him to that altar and to surrender him back to God? Had Abraham refused to give Isaac back to God, he would have forfeited all of God's promises and plans for Isaac. Isaac would have lived and died in obscurity, a nomad, a nobody. Because Abraham obeyed and gave Isaac back to God, Isaac received the fullness of God's best plan and promise for his life. Isaac became a, a very prominent man. Uh, we... We read about him all the time in the Bible, don't we? We're still, he's, he's still, his testimony uh, still lives today. He became the forefather of God's own son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Isaac's life is still having an impact on and, and blessing millions of people worldwide through his offspring, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you and I need to learn from Abraham today. If, if we refuse and fail to give our children back to God, we may very well be forfeiting God's best plan and purpose for their lives. But when we entrust our children back to God, we secure the, for them the covenant of God's best purpose and plan for their lives. Now, I've picked out here four elements of giving your child back to God. What does it mean to give your child back to God? And I've taken four things here. Giving your child to God is a confirmation of your love for God the first thing you're saying when you give that child back to the Lord is simply this that you love God and you trust him that he's going to do the best for that child and that's exactly what Abraham proved by his willingness to offer Isaac he was demonstrating that his love and fear of God were supreme in his life above all else Abraham loved God 
even above the most prized treasure of his life, his only son Isaac. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 37 and 38, Jesus said, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he that loveth his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he that taketh not up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. But it's not only a confirmation, giving your child to God is a clarification of ownership. When you give that child back to God, you're open to declaring that this child is a gift from God. This child belongs to God. You have the, you have the privilege to love and train this child, but this child is not yours. This child is God's. The Bible says that children are in heritage of the Lord. Was this not what had to be on Abraham's mind when he lay as Isaac on the altar? Was he, was he not saying, Lord, uh, this, this young man, this, this child belongs to you? And he was saying, you do with him as you please. He's yours. Listen, that little boy or girl is really a precious gift from God on loan to you. In Psalm 127, verse 3, it says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. You better be careful how you treat and care for God's property. Let me tell you something. God, God did not authorize the state to raise our children. Contrary to what Hillary would tell you, it does not take a village to raise a child. It takes a mom and a daddy. But not only a confirmation and a clarification, giving your children to God is a commitment to raise your children God's way. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 says that we're to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. To give, to give your child to God is not just a ceremony, it is a commitment a commitment. It, it is a commitment that you're going to be a godly parent. Parent dedication requires getting right with God. I know the message this morning. I know it was. Uh, I know it was pretty tough. I know uh, probably some folks, you know, might have thought, "Boy, the preacher was rough today." <clears throat> but, but really, what? Everything that I said is just trying to challenge you to dedicate yourself as a parent to raising your children the way that God would have you to. And so that takes a dedication to you. This is, this is really not so much a dedication of the babies as it's a dedication of the parents. The parents are dedicating themselves to raise, to raise these babies, these children, to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Also, we need to commit. We need to commit ourselves to teach this child of Christ. Though those as precious as they are, and and as you know, as angelic as they look and everything else, uh, they need to be saved. They need to be saved, just like just like anybody else. These babies, they'll grow up, and they'll reach the age of accountability, and they will need they will need to be saved. Just because mom and daddy is saved, that that doesn't save them. They have to make a personal commitment to Christ themselves. When you reach that age, when they understand what sin is and, and the need to be saved. 
you need to commit yourself to keep this child in church. I said, you need to commit yourself to keep this child in church. So many, so many young uh, couples today, you know, we, we, have, we have kids that grow up here in the church and go through the youth department all, and then they, they get, you know, uh, come to the time they want to get married, and so they do. And so uh, within just a little while, you don't see them anymore. Well, you know, it's hard. It's hard you're trying to make a living, you know, trying to, uh, you know, trying to get things together, get furniture and have a place to live and all, and, you know, preparing for children. And, and, and then maybe sometimes within a year or two, you already, you already have a baby or two. Um, and, and so you think, well, you know, we, we, have to, we have to think about our family first. Well, if you're thinking about your family first, you're going to have them in church. You'll have them in church. Love, love this child. Even if loving them means disciplining them. <laughs> all of us that are parents that, that we, we've been through all of this, been through our kid's childhood and, and, uh, and all that, you know, we've, we've said to our children, now this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And, and, you know, and I know when I was a child and, and mom would say that, my daddy never did. He, he, you know, he never did. He didn't care. I don't guess that. But, but mom would say, well, this is going to hurt me more than you. I said, well, let's, you know, let's just don't do it then. So I don't want neither one of us to hurt. But, but uh, I used to think, you know, that's not true. But after I became a parent, I realized that is true. It does hurt the parent more than it hurts the child. I know you young people that you don't you don't believe that, but but it's true. Well, you have children of your own, and you'll find out that disciplining your children is not easy. But but it's better for you to discipline your children, be obedient to God, than let God discipline you because you did not discipline the way you ought to. Pray for your child. Pray for your child. Train train your child. Stay married for this child. There are other reasons for this too, but this is a good one, isn't it? Stay married. You know, I, I've had people to say, or heard, heard about people saying, well, you ought not to stay married, you know, if you're not happy together and it's going to do more harm to the children. That's baloney. That's baloney. Don't listen to that kind of stuff. It's better to stay married. Those, that, those children need a mom and they need a daddy. Make your home a holy place. Let, let, your, let the, the rooms of your home permeate with, with uh, good Christian music. You need to, you know, get rid of all this uh, junk that the world has to offer today. Get good Christian music. <clears throat> Put away worldliness. Live a righteous life. I think some people see baby dedication as a, as a magical ceremony, but let me tell you, this, this little, this ceremony, this baby dedication tonight means nothing, zero, if you're not making a sincere, lifelong commitment to raise this child God's way. I like what Joshua told the children of Israel as they settled in their new home, the promised land. In Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15 he said, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served and serve ye the Lord. 
And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua didn't have to go and get Miss Joshua's permission. He didn't have to ask the kids, you know, what do you think about it? He said, this is the way it's going to be. Uh, we're we're going to serve the Lord. That's the kind of commitment God's looking for in parents today. And not only a confirmation and clarification and commitment, giving your children to God is a claiming of God's plan and promise for that child's life. Isaac inherited God's blessings and protection and promises because his dad, Abraham, gave him back to God. I want you now to, to look further down in that chapter, in chapter 22, and look down beginning in verse 15. And let's read this together. And the angel of the Lord called on Abraham out of heaven the second time. Now this is after, after the, he's already been shown the ram in the thicket and that he's made that offering. The angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed." because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men. They rose up and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Isaac was blessed beyond measure because Abraham, his father, dedicated him, brought him back to the Lord, gave him back, gave him back to the Lord. Your children are blessed by your obedience to God, but on the other, other hand, they're cursed by your disobedience to God. They have a free will, but you stack the odds in their favor against them by the way you live. Children learn more by example than they do by, by word. As you obey God with your life, as you give that child back to God, you're posturing that child to receive God's very best for his or her life. The message this morning from Proverbs 22 and verse 8, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. So this is what it means to give your children back to God. It is a confirmation of your supreme love for Christ. It is a clarification of ownership. God owns that child. It is a commitment to raise that child under the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a claiming of God's best plan and promise for that child's life. And this is exactly what transpired when Abraham took Isaac up to Mount Moriah and laid him on the altar to give him to God. Abraham was confirming his love and fear of Jehovah. Abraham was clarifying that Isaac really belonged to God. Abraham was committing to be a godly parent. And Abraham was claiming God's plan and promises for Isaac. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to give an invitation, and then, and then after that, then we're going to have the parents to come with their with their babies. If if uh, you need to go back to the nursery, somebody needs to go back to the nursery to get your child. You do that while we're giving the invitation here.
Heavenly Father, I ask you now to bless the invitation time. If there's someone here tonight, maybe a parent that needs to come and rededicate his or her life, I pray that you'll help them to come. Lord, if they're even among the parents that are dedicating their babies, if there's a need for their commitment or recommitment to Christ, I pray that you'll help them to do that. Lord, we ask you to speak to every heart, to every need. The altars are open to everyone. So I pray that you'll help them to come tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we sing a verse of invitation song, we invite you to come. you be seated and um, moms and dads if you want to come up with your babies your children just come on up here on the platform moms and dads babies Ethan and uh, Deborah, and the baby is uh, Asher. 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 And Ethan, um, you know, I, I was just thinking uh, earlier, you and I may be kin because my mama was young. Oh, really? And so we may be back some, somewhere down there. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, um, Ethan and Deborah, why don't you come up and give us your name and tell us the baby's name? I'm Ethan, this is my wife, Deborah, and this is little Asher James Young. All right, we have a certificate here for Asher, and Mom and Dad, y'all will need to sign this yourselves as parents. And um, let me get Faith. Now you got two, don't you? Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, so she did make it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> James and Sabrina. Yes. Sabrina. All right, come up, come and tell us who you okay. are and kids. I'll give this to you in a minute. Just hang on here. <laughs> I'm Faith Siegel. Um, my husband is Lance Siegel. He is not with us tonight. And I have James and Sabrina. Amen. All right. Here and, and you, you and she will have to sign. Okay. Yeah, listen, here, let me get. Uh, now, James, you need to read this. <laughs> All right, Solomon and Amber. I'm Solomon Stegel. This is my wife, Amber Stegel. This is my son, Waylon Colt Stegel. Hey, Waylon. 
He recognizes my voice. He always <laughs> turns. Looks. There's Waylon. Thank you. And, and y'all on the bottom of that, y'all will need to sign that. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Now, now Mike is uh, Grandpa <laughs> to Waylon. Yes. And then he's also Daddy to <laughs> Alyssa. So... Mike and Emily Flowers, and that's Alyssa Flowers. You're the last one, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on the bottom, that's Jeffy. All right, let's give him a big hand. <laughs> and y'all go back and sit down. <laughs> We also have some grand, grandpas and grandmas tonight. Uh, back in teacher meeting, I, I told Brother Andy, I said, four of those babies tonight are out of your stock. You know, the Stiegel, Stiegel I mean the uh, bogus stock. And um, he's kind of, the, the boguses have kind of helped to populate our nursery greatly, and so we appreciate that. Appreciate that. <clears throat> Are there any other grand any other grandparents tonight? Any other grandparents? Sherry. Okay. And David back there. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, we're gonna we have a young couple to be baptized tonight, and so we're waiting on that. So, if you want to lead us in another song.
right, brother, Miss Black, we're to be baptized tonight, so give your attention up this way. We did good. We had a service. We had a baby dedication. We had baptism tonight, and it's still not even 7 o'clock, so that's great. Would you stand, please? Be sure to shake hands with one another before you leave tonight. If there's someone you've not already spoken to, go to them and speak to them before you leave. Let's bow our heads now and be dismissed in prayer. Grandpa Mike, would you uh, dismiss us? <laughs> 